0: Joined now by Tim LaCombe and Jake Scott, 37th scholarship of the year, given out by the Utah Jazz, 34 regular season wins, three preseason wins. And what you guys thought tonight?
1: That looked familiar. That was, uh, that goes back to, you know, I don't know if you played that well in about five weeks. Um, the, the guys were, were locked in. Donovan was phenomenal. And, um, you know, they, they just... Uh, they answered the bell tonight. It was, it was, was. We were all talking about it. You know, how, how would they respond back to back against the same team and um, just an amazing first quarter and that just kind of coasted them through. But I'm with you, David. That was wildly impressive. So
0: let's walk through this one from a coaching standpoint, Tim and, and Ron as a player standpoint. So Memphis outplays the Jazz for the final 24 minutes last night and they come into this game thinking they've got like something, right? And then the Jazz just blasts them early. So if you're Taylor Jenkins, I mean, I was talking, and I hope he doesn't mind, with Brad Jones this week who's one of their assistants, and he just said to me, you guys are impossible to prepare for. You're good at everything. Like, you do everything well. You have to prepare for so many different things. Like, what do you think he's... Like, if you're Taylor Jenkins during the midst of this, Tim, what are you thinking
1: well, I think the thing that stands out is, um, you know, and I think Boyan's a good example. Um, Boyan was unbelievable last night, and tonight struggled he had a little ten bit. Points
2: in the first quarter. What's that? He had ten points in the first quarter last night.
1: Yeah, I'm saying he struggled tonight. He was yeah. great last night, but I'm just saying the the bottom line is, you know, Jordan Clarkson steps up, and, and it's almost like that theory. You know, there's a there's a hole in the dam, and you you try to. Put your, put your patch it, and, and all of a sudden another one springs. And, you know, right now, um, what the Jazz showed tonight is, you know, last night Rudy was dominant. I think they may, tried to make a couple adjustments to that, and and the Jazz got 45 threes off tonight, making 19 of them. I think, Ron, you made the best point of the night. One of the biggest reasons um, they were able to slow Jaws because they shot the ball so well. And just like we saw with the Jazz this year, when we're taking it out of the net, you know, we're just not as effective.
0: John Kiefer, our statistician, that just threw me a note. 31 catch-and-shoot threes tonight. Wow. So that is, this is back to where, like, when we saw New Orleans back-to-back, back, we saw Dallas back-to-back, back, and we, we've you know, you see, okay, you, you we do this to you one night, so you try to take something away the next night, and what happens? But, okay, you don't want Rudy to beat you. Like, it was the other way with New Orleans, right? Or Dallas, right. one of the two, was we shot, like, a million threes, so they decided, okay, well, we're not, and then Rudy had 28. You know, so it's like, pick your poison. Ron, I think you you saw it, we both saw it tonight, at, at a point, as a player standpoint, Memphis tonight was just like, okay, this is just too much. Like, And there was a moment, I even I think I even said in the broadcast, like it, it was at 13, Memphis had battled, 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 battled. They were still down 13, and I said at that moment, like wow, if the Jazz could go on a little run right now and take it back to 20, Memphis would have to fold their tent. So what's it like from a player if you see this two nights in a row and you get hit like this? Right, you-
2: you mean, as far as the defense is concerned? Just
0: in general. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, the Jazz are doing
2: everything. Well, every team in the NBA can have a night, you know. Um, but I think what's impressive, you know, a, a, as a player, especially like what Donovan did and then what Clarkson was able to do tonight after what he saw last night, where he didn't sleep well last night and, and was, couldn't wait to start the ball game tonight so he can redeem himself. I mean, whatever whatever the case but individual I think every player individually has something going through their mind you know that kind of thing I really think this David that I think Taylor Jenkins was thinking this team can't run with us because of what they saw last night I I, I, they thought they were going to be able to play fast and Donovan put next to that because he was forcing them to take it out of the net in that first quarter, uh, the Jazz get rolling. As Tim said, "You I mean so many uh, players on this team that can have a big night and can step forward. You put, you put, throw some water on on one of them because he's hot. Then another one steps forward. You know, it just uh, that's the nature of this game of this team. The way hey, they get going."
1: Hey David, one other thing, uh, you know, Memphis just struggled so badly. Garden Man to go to the zone. And the creative looks in the way the Jazz get into that zone, the way they move people around, um, you know, that would be a nightmare to guard for sure. That,
0: that five-play sequence when Quinn just yes, decided.
1: Yes, just said, yeah. okay, watch watch this watch this zone clinic. <laughs> that,
0: was, that was like, seriously? So, I mean, Ron and I are missing out on part of it. We actually have seen some of that over last year because he put in some of that last year. Yeah. But there were three new wrinkles that he put into that this year that are new plays on that wrinkle. And, I mean, we're missing out on the part that we used to get so to go to practice, practice and get to yeah. see this happen. And so we used to have, like, we'd see the sausage get made and then we'd see the sausage get served. Now we're just seeing the sausage <laughs> served. And, oh, my goodness, that was, that was something else.
1: So. Yeah, the, the, the crazy thing is, you know, when you think about it, again, we talk about disrupting the game all the time. Um, but the idea, uh, you know, for years when teams went into a zone, many times they did it to get a team to stand. Because uh, teams come down, um, you know, get a guy at the top of the key, two guys on the wing, you know, two bigs in the middle, and you you play different against the zone. But what Quinn does is, you know, that that concept of flow and the way that they um, reposition themselves behind the zone as the zone's kind of forming—it's just really, really uh, innovative—and I and I really like watching the way Quinn attacks that.
2: I like to hear you talk about that too, because you know, college they use zone quite a bit. You're a, a, I don't think i've ever played the zone in, in 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 professional basketball but uh w- what quinn was able to do he turned what they had a two three zone into a two, <laughs> two to a two two zone just by positioning where he positions rudy yep. and the fact that as you mentioned he's got to get rudy gets behind and so now they got to pay attention to rudy so now you can get down the lane and make plays.
1: and it's, and they did a great job it, when memphis went zone originally and Rudy would set a high ball screen, you know, against the zone on on the top defender, and then really slip it quickly. And you know, he got the one dunk, uh, but they attacked that that so well.
2: I yeah, just you got too. Donovan gave him a pass, yeah. and I think uh, uh, Jordan Clarkson gave him yeah, another pass. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. So
1: just uh, just again, another little piece that you know this team's always working on trying to perfect every aspect. And and I'm telling you, that zone offense tonight. Uh there should be a lot of coaches around the country watching that because that, that was really good
2: stuff.
3: Coach of the year. Please. Before before we let you go, are we not gonna
1: talk about Scoop There it is, my Scoop my David new is favorite sprinkles. David Locks sprinkles call. the
0: last two nights too.
1: <laughs> I liked I liked when when I like when Ron says sprinkles
0: do have sprinkles. I have sprinkles. Can you on, like when somebody freeze? hits
1: a three? Can you just point to Ron and go through the glass and, and he say, this, and "Sprinkles!" sprinkles.
0: Okay. All right, Ron hereby is doing sprinkles, sprinkles. on ball movement. Ball movement threes are sprinkles.
3: You you caught me off guard though with the scoop. There it is. Uh, that put a smile on my face. That's All right, what
1: I'm good. gonna say when I drain putts on you this summer, Booner.
2: Sprinkles. <laughs> okay. We don't have to wait till the summer, you know.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's true. We can go. What are you doing tomorrow?
2: Playing <laughs> golf. Playing golf. All Skating right. In the morning, I gotta get on your. I gotta afternoon.
1: get on your schedule, dude.
2: Yeah, right. uh, Bye, call, guys. Call my secretary. Okay. No, no I'm good. I'm, all right, guys. David, I'll call you Be after well. the show.
1: Oh,
3: wait. Never mind. <laughs> there you go. Thanks, guys. 126 to 110 is your score. Jazz beat the Grizzlies. We're breaking it down next on the Jazz Radio Network. <laughs> Jazz Game Night post game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe. The Jazz smashed the Grizz tonight 126 to 110. And you may say, well, 16 points, Jake, that doesn't sound like much of a smashing. It was. The Jazz handled the Grizz no problem tonight. Got out big in the first half and really coasted from there. The Grizzlies did not make a hard push in the second half like they did last night. Uh, 35 points for Donovan Mitchell. He was absolutely spectacular, and really a a terrific team effort from this Jazz team all the way around.
1: They were so ready to go from the start, and I think that was the you know the big question we talked about is on a back to back against the same team, you know how do you get motivated, um, you know how do you get yourself ready, and then what are the coaches going to do? And and obviously, um, Quinn and and Taylor both kind of made adjustments, uh, but the Jazz just shot the ball so well tonight. It really That really was the story of the game. Donovan Mitchell was as good as he's been in a long time, uh, all over the floor, you know, doing all sorts of things. And he just had a great mindset to him tonight, too.
3: Jazz shot 50% from the field tonight. Uh, They shot 42.2% from three, 19 of 45. So those three numbers were certainly back up again.
1: Yeah, they were. And Don, you know, in the first half, Rudy was three for six. So he's kind of the Rudy barometer. How are teams playing? How many field goal attempts does Rudy have? Kind of tell you what teams are doing. But just like um, we've talked about, when the Jazz make the shots like they did tonight, all pl- all bets are off and the plan changes. And the plan changed two or three times tonight. Talked about the zone, um, the way they attacked the zone. That was another thing that Taylor Jenkins went to that uh, that it just didn't go great um, for, for them. But obviously the Jazz attacked it great.
3: Jazz had 22 assists tonight on 46 made field goals. That's a good number. It just felt like they were back to playing Jazz basketball, and there really wasn't Memphis. Uh, it wasn't a thing Memphis could do about it. And John Morant, uh, far from 32 points tonight, he had just 12 on four of 12 shooting. Four assists for him. So completely different ball game from the Memphis
1: Grizzlies. And you know the Jazz turned it over a few more times tonight. Um, they uh, what they end up with. They turned out 21 times tonight, so actually three times the amount of turnovers. Um, but because they made so many shots, the, you know, the the transition and the fact they got out to such a big lead, the transition, you know, just didn't wasn't that big a, an issue tonight because the Jazz made so many shots and Memphis was bringing the ball up, you know, out of the net most of the night.
3: Yeah, that was really the only thing Donovan Mitchell wasn't uh, incredible at tonight. He had six turnovers, but he still had seven assists. And, and frankly, when he scores 28 points in the first half and 35 for the game, there's probably even six turnovers you can't complain about too much. Tonight,
1: no, it's kind of like what David said. You know, they had so many live ball turnovers tonight, but it really is. Uh, you can't do that every night, um, but you only have to play one game a night, fortunately. and And the stats that you put out there that night, you know for the for tonight we're good enough for the jazz to to win easily
3: all right uh with that we will say good night to our network stations uh and our next broadcast is coming your way on monday night the jazz will host the cleveland cavaliers right here at Vivint arena that game will tip off at seven o'clock for those of you sticking around with us we've got postgame sound for you we'll continue to break this one down as well as the jazz beat the grizz tonight 126 to 110 right here on the jazz radio network jazz game night post game show here on the jazz radio network jake scott coach tim lacoma it's brought to you by mark Miller subaru utah's only negotiation free subaru retailer and the official subaru partner of the utah jazz find out more at mark subaru.com it's time to get into your sharp stats of the game is jazz win tonight 126 to 110 uh, stats of the game brought to you by les olson company les olson company your office technology partner Tonight, the Jazz shot 50% from the field, 42% from three, 19 of 45. They were led by Donovan Mitchell, 35 points on 12 of 17 shooting, five of seven from three. Donovan also had seven assists, two rebounds, a steal, and a block. Uh, Jordan Clarkson, how about Jordan? 28 points coming in off the bench, 11 of 21 shooting. He had six boards and four assists. There's that number. Clarkson four assists that usually means a W for the Utah Jazz. Rudy Gobert was 16 and 14. He had two blocks as well. Joe Ingles uh, 15 points getting the start in place of uh, Mike Conley tonight. He had seven assists and two rebounds. Royce O'Neal with 10 points, nine boards, a couple of steals, and a block for Royce. And uh, we said this uh, earlier, Tim, that really it was just a it was an all around really good team effort from the Utah Jazz tonight.
1: Yeah, they they came out and really shared the ball early, and I, I thought that uh, you know Donovan had a real focus to him. Um, but the Jazz, you know, I don't know what what really kind of got under Donovan's skin, but there that was part of it, and they were really uh, they were just you know that team looked like the team that we saw roll off uh, you know several different streaks of wins, and uh, they did it in dominating fashion. They did it on on the defensive end, um, and then obviously the shot making was a, it was elite absolutely
3: uh elite and you know memphis they look like a team to me that was a little bit uh on the second night of a back-to-back where the jazz did not um memphis played so hard last night and not i guess not that they didn't play hard tonight but it seemed like it seemed like a different type of effort john Morant didn't seem like he was quite on top of the hoop as much as he was last night even though though the jazz turned the ball over a lot more
1: yeah um you know the 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 shot making kind of slowed that down. Uh, but I also believe their emphasis on on really kind of doing a good job of picking him up and and really kind of pushing him to the right. You know, David mentioned his his tendency is a right to left crossover or just to go left in transition. Um, all that being said, I will say he had one. And I would say the probably the nicest dunk I've seen in all year long. Oh, the sweet on that alley-oop where he just got up I so mean he, high. He was just waiting for the ball, yep. and he dunked it and was still hanging up there. Yeah. I mean, he, he was way, way, way above the rim. He had to have been, you know, middle of his his uh, forearm above the rim on that. It was beautiful. It's like the tea party scene in Mary
3: Poppins where he just hung out up there and waited for the ball to get there. It's amazing. He's He is one
1: incredible, incredible athlete. Yeah, he is. He, his um, His ability to just kind of... Explode be past his defender off the bounce, and then you know, the way he finishes in the air and at the rim is really, really worth the price of
3: admission. He was only four of 12 tonight 12 points, uh, one of four from three. And we talked about this a little bit last night. You know, if and when he rounds out his game, I mean, he I, I think he truly is going to be one of those special players.
1: Yeah, yeah, there's no doubt. And we've seen guys, you know, that come into the league that don't quote unquote have a shot and you know, not known as a shot maker, and they've certainly changed that. Um, and I think that uh, Ja, that's certainly the next step for him to be complete, you know, and a kind of a well-rounded player.
3: I like it that he has the courage to take him. I mean, if you look at his three-point percentage, he's in the twenties. I mean, it's not like he's <laughs> good at all, but he'll still go, go out there and pull the trigger, and when he's open, take the shot and not shy is, away from it.
1: Which is different from what irritates us about Ben Simmons, yes, right? Very um, much. It's it's a part of the game that. Certainly this day and age, it's, it's something you've got to have. And so the only way you can get it is to, to work on it in live game reps. So I think the kid has got, you know, all of the skills. And I do believe he, he'll be able to develop a, a, a shot that's way better than what he's got right now. Kyle Anderson was the leading
3: scorer for the Grizzlies. Uh, he had 16 points on uh, six of 10 shooting. But uh, you know, guys like uh, Yo- Jonas Valanciunas at 13, Dylan Brooks at 13. You know, all these manageable, uh, manageable totals. And uh, it, let's see, Clark had 12 coming in off the bench for for Memphis. I mean, it just they just didn't have anybody who had a special night. They shot 40 40 percent from the field. Nine of 33 from three, 27 percent. I mean, they they struggled.
1: Yeah, yeah, they they did, and that that certainly was, I think, a lot to do with what the Jazz did. You know, they're again, they're the way they controlled the game on the offensive end, and the way that they methodically picked Memphis apart. You know, it, it really did make it difficult for Memphis to get any kind of rhythm because they just weren't out in the open floor a ton.
3: All right, let's uh, get some post game sound going. Let's start things off with Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder.
4: All right, Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Coach, after Memphis dominated the second half last night, how pleased are you with the way your group came out all four quarters tonight? Well, they're a good team. And it's uh, particularly when you, and you know, we came out of the gate strong. I think uh, you see leads evaporate all the time um, in this league. That happened in some ways uh, the other night, last night. Um, but I thought we really, we had a couple of stretches where we turned the ball over um, and gave him some things in transition. But uh, by and large, I thought we did a good job, you know, adjusting to the game when they went zone. And, uh, you know, I like the fact that we ran.
5: Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune.
6: When Donovan scores 28 points in the first half on just 12 shots tonight, what was he doing that made him so kind of effective and efficient uh, early on, especially?
4: Well, I think he, you know, he really pushed the ball at the beginning of the possessions, which I think puts him in a mindset. um, that's an attacking mindset, Um, but he was also, you know, he was attacking, but he was creating. And, you know, a lot of the catch and shoot threes, um, you know, he created space where he wasn't hugging the line where he had some, you know, he shoots the ball with range, and you know we're confident when he shoots the ball. But he also got in. You know he did did everything. He got in the paint, had his eyes out, and found people. Um, I thought this is one of the best defensive efforts he's had too. And I know that's something um, that we've talked about, and he he takes a lot of pride in.
7: Ben Anderson, CastleSports.com.
8: Quinn, yesterday you talked about not adjustments, but you know putting an emphasis on the things you needed to do better. Did you see that tonight?
4: Yeah, there. You know, there's always little things that you know maybe are noticeable or not. Um, but I thought transition defense. I thought we did it. I haven't seen the. I'm too blind to look at the offensive rebounds. Um, but I thought we did a better job. You know, protecting the paint, and you know our guards got involved more. And uh, but you know the the transition defense might have been the biggest thing. You know, the two ends of the possession getting back and then closing a the possession. And when we do that, we're able to get out and run. Last one follow up from Kristen Kenny. Coach Donovan, you can just see him talking more, talking more to teammates, to refs. Uh, what can you say about his maturity at this point and just how much the game has really slowed down for him? Well, you know, w- watching Donovan evolve as a player, um, there's obviously more there. He's hungry. Um, you know, we've talked a lot about his efficiency, and that was, you know, that was one of the really the best thing about tonight is he was efficient in so many ways. I, I thought he really didn't force himself on the game. Um, he had opportunities to score and he took them. Uh, he found other people, but I, I, I thought he picked his spots. And you know, he's capable of having those kind of nights. Um, to do it on the amount of shots that he took um, says a lot about the reads he was making. You know, during the course of possession, and again, I I think it starts in the back court. Um, you know, where he's seeing the floor as he's receiving the ball, uh, and that allows him to you know to 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 read the floor and see where guys are and position the ball where where it needs to be, and also to attack. Thank you, Coach. Appreciate your time.
3: There you go. Coach Quinn Snyder uh, talking about Donovan Mitchell there at the end, actually spent quite a bit of his comments talking about Donovan Mitchell, 35 points, 12, 17 shooting. Uh, You know, I'm with coach. If you can have a 35-point night on just 17 shots, I mean, 12 of 17, you can't do that every night. But that's amazing. You know, I think back to, um, was it the Washington game where he had 42 but took 30 30 shots? You know, when you look at a night like tonight, I mean, he may not have gotten 42, but 35 on 17 shots, that's amazing. That is one heck of a night.
1: Yeah, and, and, you know, he – I felt like the game kind of came to him. He didn't – you know, he's he's, he's in a great spot right now in the first quarter because he's really aggressive, uh, but he's making the right play. And the aggressiveness he has is to attack, and then he's doing a great job of reading the defense. That's why he had so many assists early on and – uh, and I agree with Quinn, too. I think his defense was really good tonight. Uh, I think the Jazz overall just were really locked in uh, kind of to a man defensively and did a good job of uh, executing the scouting report and, and taking away the head of the snake.
3: And I, I got to think, and, and you tell me this from a coach's perspective, uh, you know, if I'm, if I'm crazy, let me know. But, you know, when Donovan does that at the beginning of the game, he forces the other team to change what they're doing. And that's got to do nothing but help everybody else, right? Oh yeah,
1: yeah. There's no question about it. Um, the your leader, you know, Coach Rose used to say this all the time. Um, you just need a guy to go out and lead out, you know, and everybody else will follow. And and the way Donovan's a- approaching the game right now, uh, you know, I felt like after the All Star break, he was searching a little bit uh, for for another level. And you know, some of the some of the shots and, and some of the possessions early, you know, in the all, after the All Star break. You know, you kind of wondered but if Donovan was trying to do too much. But I think um, in his mind, you know, there's just certain parts of the game that he really wanted to kind of impact more, the first part of the game and the end of the game. And, uh, you know, I just think that his mindset has, has been really good, and now everything's starting to catch up, and his efficiency's better, uh, and overall the Jazz are just uh, really thriving by the way Donovan's playing.
3: You know, he, he, certain national pundits over the years, and I'm not necessarily saying recently, but criticized Donovan for being a volume shooter, which you've got to love that label, you know, volume shooter. It's it's such a, like a, an insult disguised as a comment. Uh, but he just does so many more things than that. You heard Coach Snyder talking about his reads. I mean, he had seven assists tonight. Um, and, it, you know, Sometimes the jazz offense isn't uh, signed up for necessary for somebody or signed up like designed for somebody to go out there and get twelve assists tonight. It's not your John Stockton type offense, and uh, I just think the way he gets the offense going and the blender moving. And uh, tonight he was hitting the open uh, the the catch and shoot three as opposed to the off the bounce three. I mean that's quite literally relying on somebody else to get you the ball at the right time. I mean it it it's thirty five
1: points, but it's within what they're trying to do. It's not a selfish thirty five points. Oh, no, no, not at all. Um, and, you know, the part tonight that's interesting, too, you know, there's been times this year where Mike Conley um, really was kind of the the guy that made everything work. And if he wasn't on the floor and, and certainly in games where he didn't play, um, sometimes the Jazz were affected by that and, and they just didn't flow as well. And I thought tonight without even without him out there, you know, Donovan picked up some of that leadership slack and the point guard slack. Um, and, and that's certainly a step in the right direction. No doubt about it. All
3: right, uh, your final tonight the Jazz beat the Grizzlies 126 to 110. Want to remind you about our friends at Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. We'll get you some uh, sound from the players, and we'll continue to look into this one coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night, post-game show. Jake Scott coach, Tim Lacombe. It's brought to you by Mark Miller, Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer and the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Find out more, Subaru.com. 126 to 110 is your final. Let's get a look at your points in the paint. Brought to you by our friends at Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-SERTA. That's Serta with a C. We do painting. You do life. You want to take a stab at tonight's points in the paint, Tim? Jazz won. They did? I don't know. 48-46. Yeah. It was close. They won. I don't know what to read into that, but uh, Locke talked about it. I mean, they, they forced Memphis into a lot of uh, non-restricted area twos and kept them in the mid-range pretty much all night. But uh,
1: certainly 46 points in the paint is a man- manageable number to give up. Yeah, they, they, um, they but the Jazz got them from both sides. You know, they got that plus 19 threes, and that's when you know they are really going.
3: Uh, well, you and I were talking about this uh, a little bit uh, when when Coach Snyder was uh, giving his comments. The Jazz gave up 16 offensive rebounds and had 21 turnovers, and still won the game by 16. Yeah, exactly. And, and I mean, those are numbers won it
1: by 20 to 25. Those are numbers like in a vacuum. You look at them, and you're like, oh boy, that's going to be trouble. And it just certainly wasn't an issue tonight. I can't wait to ask Gordon about it on Monday because Gordon gets so caught up in the turnovers.
3: Well, what do you think Gordon will say? I have no idea. I think he'll complain about it. And then I'll have to say, "But yeah, Gordon, they won by 16. Can't complain about anything."
1: He'll he'll talk about Rudy's missed free throws. <laughs> he'll then he'll then he'll
3: get on to Rudy's missed free throws. <laughs> uh Rudy 4 for 7 had 3 of those misses tonight. Uh let's do Master of the Glass real quick as long as we're talking about Rudy Gobert. Uh Rudy of course is your Master of the Glass brought to you by SafeLight Auto Glass proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz and proud sponsor. Of the Master of the Glass Rebounds Program, at the end of the regular season, Safe Light will donate five dollars for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader uh, to the uh, United Way of Utah. And uh, Rudy, the he had uh, one night off as Master of the Glass. Royce was Master of the Glass last night.
1: He reclaimed his his rightful seat on the throne, and uh, as Master of the Glass. And
3: I guess that will probably continue on into the future.
1: But you got to like Royce had nine. And Favors had nine. So, again, they, they, they find different guys to, to kind of pitch in and help. And, um, but, but Rudy is the master of the glass. Favors had four
3: block shots tonight. The Jazz had eight blocks as a team. And had eight steals, by the way. That's Shout a out to the good folks at Arby's. That's right. I was wondering why Alex was grinning in there. It's because he's getting Arby's tomorrow. The beef and cheddar? What, what is it, just a regular roast beef? I think it's regular roast beef, isn't it, Alex? I think so, if I, if I remember that script You read it. That I, you know, hear multiple times a game.
1: Do they have an Arby's location at the Gateway by chance?
3: That's a good question. I'll have to look into okay, that and get back perfect. to it. Or some essential oils. Alex, by the way, world famous uh, uh, voiceover artist for many a commercial that yeah. you hear out there, including the good folks at Arby's. But, yeah, they got the eight steals. so they That's m- great. They met the Arby's limits. We, limit, so we go checked go a lot of boxes tonight. Go here, get Jake. that sandwich.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the Jazz played really well tonight. Um, it, it, like I say, I don't think – I was looking at the, the, the schedule and kind of looking back on games, and I would say it, you almost have to go back to early February against the Atlanta Hawks and the way they just crushed the Hawks, you know, the first quarter – Uh, The game was over. Um, They did similar things to Trey Young that night, made him have a really kind of tough night uh, like they did John Morant tonight and just kind of dismantled the Hawks. And and the Jazz have played great basketball, don't get me wrong, from there on, and they found ways to win games. But as Quinn sits and looks at this, he's got to feel really good about the complete nature of this, this win. Uh, you
3: mentioned Royce O'Neal and his nine rebounds. Royce, particularly in a stretch there in the third quarter, was really, really good tonight. Four of five, uh, two for three from three, nine boards. He had a couple of steals, a block. Uh, Emphatic plus dunk. A great dunk. Plus 20 in the plus minus. Royce had a really, really nice night tonight. Spent a bunch of time guarding John Morant, who had a really uh, decidedly average game. Uh, so per- uh, great effort from Royce. And let's go down to the media room and let's uh, hear from
5: one, Royce O'Neill.
7: All right, we'll get started with Tony Jones, The Athletic.
5: Royce, I mean, um, you know, with a back-to-back in and in, in a in a in a Wednesday game uh, coming up, you guys obviously this is three and four for you guys, seeing Memphis. Um, is there any importance to this series? You know, just in 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 the sense that you know, Memphis is battling for that eight seed and and you guys are battling for that one seed and that's a team that might be directly in your sights um, for a potential playoff matchup?
9: Uh, I mean, we know they're a physical team. Uh, You know, they're going to come out and play hard every game and we got to match that intensity, you know, get off to great starts. I mean, you know, we haven't been having the best, but, you know, I feel like these games, you know, prepare us and, you know, help us get better, you know, the ways we can come out and we just got to focus on ourselves.
6: Eric Walden, like Lake Tribune. Royce, Donovan had a pretty incredible first half, putting up 28 points on just 12 shots. From your perspective, what was working for him? What was he doing out there to kind of take advantage of what Memphis was giving him?
9: I mean, he was just getting to his spots. I mean, uh, you know, Donovan, you know, he get hot real quick. Uh, you know, we give him the ball and let him keep going. Um, he's, You know, I think his efficiency You know, this year has been great, you know, him finding open guys and then just, you know, just being more comfortable with the shots, he's, you know, that they're giving it to him.
4: Ryan Miller, KSL. Hey, Roy, it's
3: kind of piggybacking off of Tony's earlier question. How specifically have these back-to-backs helped prepare for potential playoff situations, if at all?
9: Uh, I mean, you know, they're kind of like, you know, many playoff series, Uh, you know, game-to-game, making different adjustments, you know, seeing what works. Seeing what doesn't, you know, um, making a game plan on how we can stop them, and then you know, us just executing, you know, playing defense, um, making those defensive stops, you know, create our offense, and then us just getting easy buckets.
7: Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune.
6: Royce, uh, uh, you know, the defense on John Morant had was better tonight. He had a tough game. Kind of, what was the difference between tonight versus last night on on that?
9: I mean, just trying to make them, you know, uncomfortable you know, uh, you know, trying to beat him to spots, you know, he's, he's a great player. I mean, he, you know, he finds his teammates, you know, finishes at the basket, makes shots, uh, but just giving them different looks, uh, you know, making things tough for him, you know, throwing different coverages at him, and, you know, just focusing on our, playing our defense, really. Last question,
4: follow up from Eric Walden.
6: Royce, in addition to the defense that you were playing on jaw, especially in that third quarter, you also dropped all 10 of your points in that third quarter stretch. What was working for you at that point?
9: Yeah, I was just, you know, guys were finding me. You know, our defense led to the offense. Uh, You know, getting out in transition, you know, getting those easy buckets, knocking down open threes, uh, you know, creating for everybody else as well.
4: All right. Thank you, Royce.
3: All right, there you go, Royce O'Neal. Great night for uh, for Royce tonight, and you heard him talk about his defense on on John Morant. And I, you know what? Royce is is a versatile defender. Um, he often does better with players that are a little bit bigger than he is. Uh, not necessarily the smaller guards, but
1: man, you got to give him a lot of credit. He did great with the smaller guard tonight. Yeah, he did a great job. And I got to give the, the coaching staff some credit too. Um, you know, they they come they came up with a game plan, really emphasized. Uh, to pushing Ja right, um, really did kind of work tonight. Um, you know, we talked about the high ball screen and how Memphis was going to kind of set that lower. The Jazz did a nice job, of just continued to protect the paint, not let things in there, um, not let Ja get in there and really cause problems. And, and Royce made a couple of plays tonight that were, you know, their rotation plays um, where – He's guarding someone, some, you know, Rudy steps up and he's got to rotate quickly to take away a dunk on a, you know, bounce pass. He's just really good at understanding his IQ defensively is great. And, you know, Royce is a, a phenomenal system defender. And then you have to give the system credit. You know, the, the coaches did a great job preparing the guys tonight.
3: You know, you told me uh, an anecdote about Rick Majerus and some advice he gave players on, hey, I'll get you to the league if you. You know, go out there and do the hard stuff. Uh, we, we've heard um, uh, uh, the board man gets paid story about Kawhi Leonard at, at San Diego State. I, I really like players that I- embrace difficult things that aren't necessarily glamorous. And I say that about Royce a lot, but I, it's really impressive, you know, to say, hey, I don't need at least. Well, last year, this was true that uh, he took fewer shots per minute than any other player in the NBA fact that he says, I don't, I don't need a ton of shots. I'll make the ones you give me or, or certainly do my best to make that open shot, but I'll go take the other team's best player. I'll go rebound, nine rebounds for Royce tonight. You know, do the hard things. And, and granted, you know, playmaking and dribbling, uh, you know, not necessarily his biggest strength, but I like somebody that, you know, goes and does the work that's not necessarily the most g- glamorous.
1: And you certainly can carve yourself out one heck of a niche in the NBA doing just that. You, know, you think back, one of the great, in fact, he, he kind of cloned or, or created the name 3 and D was Bruce Bowen. Yep, um, And Bruce Bowen was not a, a high usage guy, and he certainly was not a guy who was making plays off the bounce. Um, and I think uh, what the Jazz have really created in Royce O'Neill is they, they took a guy who, you know, could be a lot of different guys that have come into the league. But I do believe that the difference is that Royce, totally 100% understands his role, embraces it to the T and goes out every night and never loses the track of who he is. Um, And I think that that's what really makes him, you know, super special because he's not trying to go out and do things he can't do.
3: Uh, by the way, quick update on the NCAA tournament. And I, I say this to welcome some listeners that flipped over because uh, it's 59-43, to 43, Houston on top of Syracuse with 2.17 to go. So Houston's this one in my final oba. four.
1: Houston's in my final four.
3: All right, we're going to hear from Donovan Mitchell here momentarily waiting for the signal from our guy,
1: Alex. Did I tell you Houston's in my final four? You did tell okay, me that. Three times now.
3: All right, here's
6: Donovan Mitchell.
4: <laughs> from Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. <laughs>
6: Hey Don. So, it seemed like you were just incredibly confident in that first half. Those walk-up threes that you were hitting. Just what was going through your mind as, as you're scoring 28 points on just 12 shots? Um, the biggest thing was being aggressive. Um, obviously, with Mike out, you know,
7: fell fell a lot. Uh, the ball's in my hands and, and Joe's hands a lot, a lot more. You know, I understand with the, with the man down, we got everybody has to. Raise their level, and I just did it through scoring. You know, some days it's it's passing, some days it's rebound. Like every, some days it's defense. You know, but doing whatever is necessary. Um, and that was just my mindset—just be aggressive, understanding they were going to come out and play hard after last night. And you know, I think we all, as a group, did a great job of continuing to apply pressure throughout the entire game. Tony Jones, the athletic.
5: Donovan, two-part question. Um, number one, can you just like kind of describe? Like, you know, what happens in the throws of competition, like kind of you talking back and forth, and it's like friendly banter, you know, yeah. specifically talking about you and Dylan. And the second thing, um, you know, what, you know, you guys, three and four, um, knowing that you guys could possibly see this team down the line in, in, the, in the postseason, what, what does this series mean to you guys? Um,
7: you know, I think I'll start the first thing. I think it's, it's all part of the game. It's fun. You know, I think that's what makes the game fun. You know, I grew up playing basketball in New York City where that's all that was, just trash talk and noise, you know, and I think that's that's what makes the competition level, you know, fun. Um, so that's all that was, you know, and as far as, you know, understanding that they're a team that's, you know, on the rise. You know, they got young guys ready to hoop, you know, guys are out there being physical, doing what they do. Um... They're, they're, they're a tough team to play, you know, so just being able to go out there and just set the tone early. Uh, we see these guys again in a few days and uh, I imagine it'll be just as physical and just as chirpy, but that's part of it. That's what makes basketball fun. That's what makes the game fun. Um, you know, and it's never personal, you know, at the end of the day. Uh, but, you know, I think understanding that, you know, I didn't even know they were in the night nice seat, uh, they're eight, eight, nine, whatever the seed they are. Um, so it could be a matchup, but, you know, I didn't even know that to be honest so I wouldn't say we look we're looking at that but at the end of the day just going out there and just being aggressive and you know doing what's necessary
4: Brian Miller KSL hey donna have these back-to-backs kind of taught you anything about how this team is going to be in a
7: playoff
3: situation in a preparation mode
7: um I think having the bubble experience you know but being most of these guys uh for three or four years as a group I think we we've seen how we rise to occasions we, we how we respond you know we think you know for us to have, let the lead up last game you know to have it be a three-point game you know we understood that you know we had to come out and make the first punch and continue to fight continue to fight understanding that they're not going to go away um so i think that's one thing we've definitely seen the hunger and the continuous hunger and continuous uh foot on the foot on the gas throughout the entire game i think that's something that we've definitely taken uh to another level but you know we we can continue to do that. You know, there's a few errors we had in the third quarter. Um, it's natural when you get up by that much, but, you know, if we want to be who we want to be, those can't happen. You know, a few of them on myself um, as well and just, just going through it, you know, understanding that, you know, we want to be the, the final team standing and we got to continue to to chomp at the bit and, and lay brick, right brick to, to be there.
6: Andy Larson, select your band. Don Royce said something interesting that basically he thought one of the reasons you were so successful tonight was that you were getting to your spots. And I was curious kind of what you think kind of your spots are right now that you're, you're trying to find on the court.
7: Um, You know, the, the, definitely the rim and the three are the, the, the main ones, but I think the mid range has helped me out a lot. You know, it's not necessarily the shot that, you know, than, than everybody in the NBA takes. But, you know, I think it opens up a lot for me, you know, because it forces the bigs to be up. And not necessarily just for me scoring. It forces them to have to be up to respect the shot. I'm getting by and then I'm finding guys. It also makes defense change their coverages, whether I'm hitting the three or the mid-range, you know, and I'm able to – they're blitzing. I'm able to hit guys. And we have such great shooters. and uh, trusting my teammates and finding them. And it makes everything easier on, on both ends. I think that's that's been the biggest thing. You know, just understanding and feeling the game, feeling where I'm going to get my shots at and feeling where I'm going to get my teammate shots at. Uh, I feel like that's been the biggest thing. But I think the, the, the rim and the three are obviously um, the easy ones. But I think the mid-range being able to play in that pocket, find find things and whether it's a shot, a pass, or whatever it may be, uh, just kind of playing with that.
4: Follow-up
7: from Eric Walden.
6: Don, I know you haven't had much of a chance to interact with him yet, and, and just a few minutes of garbage time at the end of the game tonight. But what are your early impressions of Matt Thomas? Um, actually, um, every
7: time I did the cold sub in the bubble, Matt was there, so we've actually gotten to know each other pretty well. Um, you know, he's he's you know a great person first and foremost. Um, I think the biggest thing obviously stands out is three point shooting, but his knowledge of the game. He's cerebral. He knows knows where to get to. Um, you now it's his first game. Uh, out here with us, but, you know, he was running plays uh, after one morning of scripting, which is kind of figuring out where to be. You know, that tells you everything you need to know about his IQ, his, his level of IQ. And, you know, we trust him to shoot the ball and, you know, his number is going to be called and he's going to be ready to shoot, ready to do his thing. But, you know, I've I've known him, I guess, for since the bubble. Um, and, you know, rumor has it, he's a pretty good golfer too. So, fun we'll to see about that. All right, that's all the time we have. Thank you, Donovan. Thank you.
3: Donovan Mitchell. What a night uh, from him tonight. 35 points on 12-17 uh, shooting, 5-7 from 3, 7 assists, 2 rebounds, 1 steal and 1 block shot. It, you know, I tell you what, he brings up the bubble uh, experience quite a bit. Donovan Mitchell does. He brought it up a couple times in that uh, in that post game. I thought going into that experience last year, it was either going to really be great for teams where they use it as an excuse to come together because they're uh, – together all the time and uh, there there isn't a whole lot to do and they're in one place and they kind of have this common goal or it could kind of tear a team apart I mean we've all been there right where we get even annoyed with our best friends when we've gone on vacation or something like that and uh, I I find it interesting I think this team drew a lot from that experience or at least Donovan did because he brings it up a lot I
1: I think the entire team did I think it really was kind of the uh, the press it, it kind of set the tone for this this season and what we're seeing I think they they took that as a real learning experience and even though there was disappointment you know toward the end I, I feel like the jazz kind of found uh, part of what they're doing right now they started to play a little faster they shot more threes obviously freed Donovan up to be the guy that uh, he's he's become and so yeah I agree with you I think that that's a uh, I, I think that that moment in time you know, was such a hard time for everybody and everything and it was so weird but i do believe the jazz made the most of it and and certainly donovan made the most of it and and i think when we talk about the success of this season hopefully we're, we're playing for a long time you can look back to that as as kind of the the foundation for what we're seeing
3: real quick uh syracuse is done houston wins 62 to 46 houston's going to the elite eight the fewest points scored
1: in syracuse history that's amazing. How about the Houston Cougars? Kelvin Sampson's a, I, I, what I'd refer to him as, is a defensive warlock. He's he an unbelievable man. And oh. they played us in the Marriott Center uh, my last year at BYU. And the physicality, the attention to detail, and the accountability that he holds those guys to, that I was really impressed with how hard they played.
3: All right. Coming up next, we'll get you more sound uh, from the post game. We'll continue to break this one down as well. Want to remind you about our friends at Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Jazz win tonight over the Grizzlies, one twenty-six to one ten. We'll have more next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game by post game show We're on the Jazz Radio Network. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer and official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Find out more at markmillersubaru.com. Let's get to your three point takeover sponsored by our friends at Mountain America Credit Union. Tonight, the Jazz shot the three ball very well 19 of 45, 42.2%. Uh, Donovan Mitchell was 5 of 7. Joe Ingles, 3 for 5. Royce O'Neal, 2 for 3. Bogdanovich, 1 for 2. George Niang 3 for 6. Coming in off the bench, Jordan Clarkson, 5 for 12. In the Jazz, 126-110 to victory over the Memphis Grizzlies. How about Jordan Clarkson breaking out, man? What a game uh, from Jordan, particularly there in the first half. And he's just going to go out there and and play his game. And, uh, you know, of course, made the jokes about... uh, uh, a couple of games ago about being cold and in a bit of a slump, and, man, people should never have worried about that guy.
1: We didn't. We did not. We did not, and, and you know, one of our, our, our solid listeners out there still following. I, I like the tweets of, from still following, but, you know, still following, I would imagine, was on board with us. Um, Jordan Clarkson is a flamethrower, and, you know, he talked about it there's going to be ups and downs within the context of a season. The only thing I was getting a little worried about is Jordan was re- overreacting to lo- to misses so much. You know, he gets so mad when he'd miss. Um, but it's got to be so good for him to have a night like tonight where he sees that the three go in five times, has 28 points, and I do believe that part of Donovan's greatness tonight was he found Jordan a few times and he found him a few times early. Um, and, and I almost believe there was a you know a, a way that, you know Donovan was trying to get Jordan going um, and, and you kind of see that. So there, there's great synergy between those guys. they, they certainly are both capable uh, of having huge nights and when they work together like that, it's pretty pretty nice to watch.
3: Absolutely. Uh, like we've kind of been talking about all the way along, uh, this was a, this was a real team effort from this jazz team. How about Joe Ingles'
1: line? He was four for seven, three for five. Four for four from the line. Just went ahead and got uh, seven assists, two rebounds, and a 15 points. And just quiet, a quiet, really efficient, solid 15 points and a plus 23 in the plus minus while he's on the floor. Um, I think we have talked about Joe a lot, you know, and these are the type of nights he's putting together. He's playing so well.
3: I know we got so caught up in his... A historic shooting a few games ago which really was i mean he was shooting at a pace that nobody in nba history has shot at before uh, but he's
1: just been consistently really good all year long yeah he, he's got a real comfort level and a great pace to him and again I, I know we've talked about this a bunch but i think it's so important he's one of the, he's another guy that you know we talked about royce not being a guy that plays a lot with the ball in his hands or coming off ball screens but the Jazz have several guys that can initiate. You know, tonight Conley didn't play, um, so that left you know Ingles, Mitchell, and Clarkson to make a lot of the plays uh, with the ball. And Joe is just—he's—he's he's a supreme decision maker. As good a shooter as he is, he's a great decision maker. Um, seven assists tonight with with only three turnovers. You'll take that every night. I'll tell you what—I—I I will never not enjoy
3: watching Joe. Come off the screen in the pick and roll, and then just put on the brakes and watch the guy right run right into the back of him. It's funny every time.
1: Yeah, and it's it's an intellect thing, right? Because uh, when Joe, when Joe comes off a screen, and especially when he curls it, there's no way the defender's going to try to go underneath Joe English. Right. So he understands mentally as he comes off that thing, he's got an advantage, and the advantage is he's he's really in control. He's got defender on his hip or on his back. And when he does just put on the brakes, it's an automatic foul. But that's the stuff, the crafty intellect stuff that I love about Joe. He
3: had a—he uh, had one tonight. I think it was uh, he got Dylan Brooks, and it was outside the three-point line, and, and Dylan just looked like a, a fly on the uh, on the uh, windshield where he just, <laughs> what? bam, r- ran right into the back of Joe. My second favorite Joe Ingles play of the year behind uh, when he almost took uh, – Campanzo's, uh, Campazzo's Campazzo's oh, beak off. That was best, that was my favorite.
1: The play itself was good. Okay. <laughs> but the replay four or five times with the still frame as the elbow is crushing Campazzo's nasal cavity. That part we just I mean I don't know if we've laughed harder this year. And we've laughed hard. But that was, <laughs> that was amazing. That was See, I wish we could have the top, if they had this this studio filmed and we could just go back and watch some of that stuff but that was definitely a fun moment. You'd see the moment where his nose almost like- detaches from his
3: <laughs> from his face. All right, uh, we're still waiting. I think on more post game sound. I'm I'm looking to Alex's way. We're still uh, hanging out and waiting. Let's, let's get to Tyson's stat nuggets. And uh, we may interrupt and, and go to the media room if, uh, if somebody sits down. But our friend Tyson Ewing, he does t- stats for AT&T Sportsnet, and he's nice enough to share a few with us uh, for the post game. You can follow him on Twitter at TyEwing2, at T-Y-E-W-I-N-G-2. And he's a great Twitter follower. I'd recommend you do it. And how about this? How about a shout-out? To Tyson's parents who are listening to the show tonight, Dirk and Rhonda, shout out to you! Thanks for listening. We appreciate it, and you you did a good job raising Tyson. He's a good guy.
1: Dirk and Rhonda, Dirk, Dirk and Rhonda.
3: That's a that was good. Thanks. That was good, uh, and you know what? Uh, uh, they uh, they did a good job uh, with Tyson because he's he's one heck of a researcher, statistician, and uh, uh, does play by play for the. Uh, uh, for the Utah women's basketball team, does a great job. He and Amanda Smith, who also works uh, with us on the broadcast there, uh, phenomenal, and uh, shout-out to uh, shout out to Tyson's parents. That's awesome. Thanks Talent, for listening. Very talented duo, Amanda and Tyson. Seriously, really good. Like future stars. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. All right, let's get to a few of these, shall we? Uh, Utah has won 19 consecutive home games that is tied for the second-longest home win streak in franchise history. They are 19-0 and 0 in the year of 2021 in this building. Their last loss at home was on New Year's Eve. Uh, for just the third time this season, the Jazz won uh, the battle in, uh, in the paint in back-to-back games. So there you go. Shout-out to Serta Pro Painters again. 1-800-GO-SERTA. Serta Pro Painters, we love the paint. We do. Well, we love for them to paint because... Right. I we don't like we don't to paint, like to
1: paint uh, but we they love do. when they paint.
3: Yes, that's, that's it, exactly. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, this is a good one. We've got some Donovan stuff for you. This, is, this one's good. Tonight was the fewest minutes, 28, and the fewest shot attempts, 17, he's ever had
1: in his now 51 career, 30-plus point games. Wow. 59, not 51, excuse me. And it does, it speaks to the efficiency we're starting to see, you know. Um, Dang, if he could only get 10 rebounds. I mean, what a hole in his game. I mean,
3: geez. I'll tell you what. What a what a uh, what points the other guy night a, boards. Yeah, what a lame criticism. Yeah, that was that was just terrible. All right. Uh Donovan set a new career high uh tonight, four points in the first half with twenty-eight. He did that on just twelve shots. This was Donovan's seventh consecutive game with five or more assists. He never had uh more than five straight before this stretch. That says a lot right there. Yeah. Uh, Let's see here. Donovan Mitchell has scored 200 points over the last six games. This is the most points in jazz history during a six-game span since Karl Malone scored 219 from April 7th to April 17th,
1: 1998. Wow. Great stat, Tyson. Tyson. That's that's amazing. I wonder if, like, you know when people have a great idea in the movies and the light bulb goes, bing. Like, that's Tyson all the time. That's amazing. I don't know how you dig that stuff up.
3: Well, and let's not pretend that Carlos Boozer didn't go on some really nice no, stretches exactly. when he was in a jazz uniform or Darren Williams, Darren Williams. for that matter. Yep. I mean, that's, that's, that's a good stat. That's, that's, good. that's a good stat for that's Donovan Mitchell. That's a stat nugget. Yep. Uh, Donovan Mitchell and Jordan Clarkson became just the fourth jazz duo since 2003 to each score 20-plus in the same half. It's now happened three times this season.
1: Oh, wow, let that sink in for a second. Weapons. So many weapons. We talked about it in the in the crosstalk, but yeah, that's what makes the jazz really difficult to prepare for because you can, you know, you obviously gotta take Donovan away and, and you've got to account for Rudy. All those other guys, it's you know, who's who's gonna be open, who's gonna be free and and they, they continue to make shots. Uh, let's
3: take a break for this from this for a second. We still have a few more for you, but Matt Thomas, the newest jazz man, is sitting down for post game interview. Let's get to that.
4: All right, nice to meet you. We'll get started with Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Hey, Matt, good to see you over the Zoom, and welcome.
8: Thank you, thank you. I'm happy to be here.
4: Yeah, I, I just uh, Donovan was just talking about um, how quickly you've been picking up the plays at practice and just curious how you're acclimating so far and your early impressions of your teammates.
8: Yeah. I mean, it's been, it's been a crazy, what's it been, maybe like 48 hours now since I got the news uh, roughly. So it's been, it's been wild, you know, packing up your life and moving across country and then just trying to like, you kind of touched on just get acclimated to uh, the team and my teammates and obviously like the, the system and the, and the plays and everything. But, um, you know, I'm just, I'm just trying to do everything I can to pick things up, ask questions. And um, my teammates have been amazing. And, and same with the coaching staff, just top down is is a, a first-class organization. And um, it's no coincidence why, you know, we're the number one team in the league, have the best record in the league and have, you know, consistently been going to the playoffs every single
5: year.
7: Next up, Tony Jones, The Athletic.
5: Hey Matt, I'm um I'm Tony Jones. Nice to meet you. Um, um I I guess my question is, um, you know, what's it been like, you know, acclimating, knowing that you have a guy here in George that that you played with for three years, that you know, you kind of live across the hall from uh mm-hmm. at Iowa at Iowa State and just generally have a, a a long-term friendship with, you know, so how how has that helped you kind of acclimate to to uh to to to, to the jazz in the Salt Lake. Yeah, I mean, having George
8: is is obviously huge for me, uh, like you touched on. Um, we played three years together uh, at Iowa State, you know, and we've been uh, really close friends, you know, or we grew that friendship then and have been really close friends ever since. Um, and actually in the bubble, just from me being around George and like grabbing, you know, breakfast with him or a meal or, um, stuff like that. I was actually around other guys from the jazz. Um, I know Donovan, uh, I met him out there and got to know him a little bit and Joe and um, just a few other guys just doing, uh, we all had like ice baths um, out by the pool together, a bunch of the team. So there was times um, where um, we were all together, I guess, out there. And um, that just gave you know us some familiarity with each other too and is helping me uh, um, adapt and adjust, I think a little bit quicker as well.
6: Andy Larson, Salt Lake Trian. Hey Matt, just wanted to know kind of what you think about your fit for this team kind of on both ends of the floor.
8: Yeah, I think, I mean, I think the way I play uh, is a perfect fit for the the way the Jazz plays. Obviously, uh, you know, Coach Q likes to play fast and get up a lot of threes and um, that's what I love to do. That's what um, I'm, I'm best at doing, and that's, you know, why I'm in the league, right? Um, so they play the right way. They make the extra pass. Um, everyone can kind of shoot, pass, and dribble, and, uh, it's a really, really dynamic offense, and defensively, just kind of, uh, you you have the best big in the league with Rudy, and just being able to kind of funnel everything to him, and, um, I think it's a, uh, like, like I said, just a a really good fit, not only for me as a player, but as a person. Um, I think I'm going to fit in really well with, um, the way uh, guys are on this team, just the personalities of this team, and um, just the values and everything um, that they stand for.
7: Ben Anderson, KSLSports.com.
8: Matt, how familiar familiar are you with just kind of the stuff the Jazz run? Like, do you think you know ten percent of the plays, or is it less than that? Is it more than that? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm starting to catch on. I I uh, had a little walk through this morning and tried to pick up as much as I could, but that's all. That's all I've gotten so far, um, and then just trying to be a sponge and you know watch and learn um, while when I'm not in the game. Um, but you know, like like you said, with with my relationship with George, um, I've always you know watched the Jazz when they're on TV or you know tried to follow them when I could. So that also gives me a little leg up, um, just kind of knowing how they play. Um, but no, I, it's hard to put a percentage on it right now.
5: Next up, Niall Campbell, UtahJazz.com. Hi, Matt. Nice to meet you. Um, So George said that he immediately reached out to you, you know, when he heard the news, wanted to know what that initial conversation was like. And then do you know anything about the state of Utah or Salt Lake City?
8: Um, Yeah. So George, yeah. I mean, typical George, he FaceTimed me right away and he was all happy. Obviously, I was was really excited about the move um, just to, again, kind of reunite with him and then um, it's, it's, I'm pretty fortunate to be able to join in, join the best team in the league, like I touched on. Um, and I think it's a great fit for me, uh, moving forward in my career. So I'm, I'm really happy about being here. And, um, uh, in, in regards to your question about Utah, I don't know a ton. Um, I was just asked, uh, earlier if I had been here outside of the NBA and I, I did play at Iowa state, we played uh, BYU my freshman year in Provo. So that was another only other time in Utah. Um, I love like the outdoors and like I've heard, there's a lot of um, obviously with the mountains here and, and there's a bunch of cool national parks. So that's stuff that I can definitely get into in the off season. I'm looking forward to.
7: Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune.
6: Hey Matt. So when we were talking to George the other day, he mentioned that on uh, that right before the trade deadline, Dennis Lindsay had come to him as he was getting shot up and he panicked, thinking that he was the one being traded, and instead that Dennis was asking him about you, and then told him that you guys were teammates. Uh, what was your immediate reaction when you found out that the deal had been struck and you were on your way to the Jazz?
8: Um, well, I, it's funny. I was actually on the golf course playing golf when it when I found out. Um, so all of a sudden, my obviously my phone's blowing up. Talked to my agent, and I'm you know talking to you know, the front office, people with the Raptors, and then also with the jazz. And I had to get off the course pretty quick because um, obviously I was going to be on a flight uh, here uh, in the next 12 hours. But I was, I, like I said, I was excited because um, not only I'm, I'm joining the best team in the league um, I, and I, I keep saying it, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but I do think it's a perfect fit uh, for me and in the way I play and also just... Uh, from a personality and just like a teammate standpoint, I think I'm just going to fit in really well with the guys here. So uh, I'm really excited about the move and um, I'm really looking forward to um, the run we're going to make this season.
4: Last one's a follow-up from Kristen Kenny, Joss TV. All right. So George also said that he would love to see you in a shooting battle with Joe and Boyan. (laughs) How do you think (laughs) that would end?
8: Um yeah both those guys can shoot it um extremely well um i'm I'm a confident shooter myself, so I'm gonna put myself up against against anyone but um I guess it's all speculation until until it happens but um, I think it would definitely be competitive
4: all right that's all thank you Matt.
3: There you go the newest jazz man matt Thomas played seven minutes tonight he was over three over two from three he had three turnovers he did have a, an offensive rebound though um Interesting stuff. Uh, he thinks he'll be a good fit. Uh, I, he said he was excited to get traded to the best team in the league a few times, so I, I buy that as uh, as genuine. But we'll see how much of an impact he makes. I think he'll play sparingly, but, you know, he does. I, I think his game will fit in well with what the what the Jazz want to do. How oh, about he's on the golf course when he finds out? That's hilarious. And
1: I did. I ran into to Ryan Smith this week, and we talked for a minute. And he told me that Matt's like a four handicap.
3: Wow. So he's a golfer. So
1: he's he's a golfer. Yeah,
3: he's a golfer. And Donovan
1: yeah. mentioned that, too. And, then of course, he had to bring up the, the trip to Provo where the Cyclones outlasted the Cougs 90-88. And Matt Thomas hit just a dagger three in that game. Um, I think we had a one-point lead, and Matt hit a three late to put them up and uh, played 34 minutes in that game, five for eight from the field, had 12 points and six boards. I think I think he's right. I think he fits the Jazz. And, um, you know, you can see when he was out there, he's, he's much more than just a shooter. Um, it was obviously not fair to assess his turnovers no. tonight or any of that because he re- really just got here, didn't really have much time with the team. But uh, I like him, and I think he's a great fit, you know, another guy that can shoot the ball. All right, let's
3: get to a few more of uh, Tyson's stats here. We just have a couple more of those real quick. Um, uh, Let's get back to Royce O'Neal. He scored 10 points, including eight consecutive in the third quarter. That's a career high of four points in a quarter for Royce O'Neal. Jordan Clarkson, this is the fifth time in Jordan Clarkson's career where he had at least 28 points, six boards, and four assists. Another nice night. Four assists. That's our number. Jordan Clarkson finished tonight with six rebounds. The Jazz are now 34-7. and Uh, when he has at least four rebounds and uh, then a couple more real quick here utah committed 22 turnovers tonight i thought it was 21 maybe one got taken off but anyway uh including six to uh, 16 of them as live ball turnovers that is the most live ball turnovers the jazz have committed since february 22nd of 2019 they did that in the game where they won by 16 that's pretty amazing uh, the Jazz are now 26-0 when they have runs of at least 10-0. They had two such runs in the first quarter. And speaking of the first quarter, the last three first quarters for the Utah Jazz, 63% shooting from the field, 61% from uh, three, and a point differential of 17.5. Oh, mm.
1: <laughs> wow. Yeah, you, you're going to win a lot of those games. Yeah, you sure are. I think. Yep. You, I you, mean, you. from my a fast experience.
3: And that's something uh, that coach Rose when he jumped on with us last night uh, pointed out uh, how good they've been lately in the in the first quarter. Really all year long without the that little stretch around the All-Star game not so much, but it's been consistent pretty much throughout the season.
1: And the one thing you can attribute that to is the layoff, you know, time off and guys being away and coming back and trying to find it. Um, they certainly found it and tonight was was a, it really was a clinic.
3: Want to remind you about our friends at Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. Jazz win tonight over the Grizzlies, 126 to 110. Coming up next, we'll get Coach Lacombe's final thoughts on this one before we look ahead to Cleveland on Monday, right here on the Jazz Radio Network.
0: Left side to Allen. Allen takes a step back three as the Jazz go under, and Allen misses. Seven seconds left in the quarter. Donovan comes across the half court with four. He lines up the defender with three. He rises with two. He switches with one. And Donovan Mitchell has 28 first half points.
3: David Locke. It's brought to you by Larry H. Miller dealerships driven by you. Check them out. Lhmauto.com. jazz win tonight over the Grizzlies. One twenty six to one ten. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe with you. Post game brought to you by our friends and Mark Miller Subaru. Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. Jazz got thirty five points from Donovan Mitchell tonight. Seven assists, two boards for Donovan. Uh, got thirty five on only seventeen shots. Man, was he efficient. Five of seven from three. Jordan Clarkson had 28 coming in off the bench. He had six boards and four assists. He had a steal uh, as well. Rudy Gobert with another great night: 16 points, 14 rebounds, and two block shots. Got to mention Derek Favors: four block shots as well in only 15 minutes. In fact, Favors had nine boards, four blocks, and four points in only 15 minutes. What a night for Favors!
1: Yeah, he was all. He I think it was a couple weeks ago we were talking about maybe fatigue or you know he was he was a step slow. He's definitely kind of found it again, and it is just his typical self. He makes plays on on all those things that he can, it affects uh, so many plays around the rim, and if there's a loose ball or a rebound and he's in the vicinity, he'll get it.
3: And then uh, for the Grizzlies tonight, uh, you know, John Morant was terrific last night. He came back down to earth tonight, 4 of 12. He had 12 points, uh, 4 assists, and a rebound. Jonas Valanciunas uh, with 13 points and 11 boards. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Kyle Anderson had 16 points to lead the way for the Grizzlies. Um, let's see here. Brandon Clark had 12 coming in off uh, off the bench. We, uh, uh, we talked a, a little bit about uh, Donovan Mitchell um, being a little bit uh, irritated maybe tonight. Tony Jones alluded that maybe it was Dylan Brooks. He was going back and forth. That's and kind of what it sure. looked like to yeah. me.
1: Yeah. Um, and I would imagine, you know, those guys are both pretty fiery competitors and playing back-to-back games. Something had to have been said that, you know, Donovan took offense to. But uh, I don't mind that at all when he plays the way he played because uh, whatever it was, he, he was he was pretty locked in. This is – this as I think,
3: you know, and, and, man, they all run together, but I think this is one of – or was one of Donovan's best games of the year. I mean, just the way that he did it and the way that he played tonight. And I know the six turnovers kind of makes you
1: go, oh, but he was great. Yeah, I think you have to write – those those turnovers you have to kind of take into consideration the, the, the nature of the game and uh, but I agree with you I think for sure a back to- back like this this is as good as Donovan played you know consecutively back to back in games uh, and I do believe he's kind of finding his stride um, this this real aggressive uh, Montreal taken from the start of the game whether it be scoring, or getting other guys involved, the bottom line is he's on attack, he's aggressive, and he's just reading the defense and making the right play.
3: And his coach loves the reads and and his playmaking. You know, Quinn Snyder talked at length about that uh, tonight in the postgame, and his is the only opinion that matters. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, Typically, the guy making the the substitutions (laughs) and the the rotations, that's probably a good guy to impress. The
3: guy drawing uh, drawing up the game plans Mm -hmm. and doing all that, yeah. When he's happy with what you're doing out there, that's probably a good thing. Yeah. All right, uh, Coach, let's get some final thoughts uh, from you
1: before we uh, put this baby to bed. I think the first thing that comes to my mind, and we haven't talked about this for a while, but, uh, you know, you you follow the Jazz on social media, and the first thing that pops up after a win is is another number, uh, a scholarship. 37 full-ride scholarships that the Jazz, uh, you know, through this season and and their success uh, are impacting that many young people so and cool i just love it. I, it that number is kind of unique because i remember growing up in my elementary school classes were you know you always kind of had 30 something in your class um, and i i think about an entire classroom of kids who's you know they don't even know it right now but their lives are going to be totally 100 percent um helped by what, what Ryan and what the Jazz are doing. And so I think that's the first thing I want to say. And then, obviously, the success the Jazz are having, um, it really is a byproduct uh, of a lot of different things. And, and again, I, I think tonight the coaching staff deserves a lot of credit because if you watch the, the second half of that game last night, Memphis did, in, in a sense, kind of figure some things out. And um, we saw the Jazz not get the threes off. Uh, you know, I thought Memphis came in with a great game plan last night and they're really physical. So tonight was kind of an answer night. And, man, did the Jazz answer. And did they pass the test? Absolutely. Um, I think that their, their mindset to the defensive end really is going to be the linchpin to their success. And uh, another night where defense kind of rules the day. And as Roy said, um, you know, as Donovan said, we play defense and that defense turns into offense Uh, we know what this team's capable of offensively so it's just nice to see them dig in defensively
3: big thanks to Lock and Boone calling all the action tonight doing a great job as always from those two thanks to Andrew Sorensen our um, broadcast assistant tonight thanks to Alex Lundberg Lundy doing a great job executive producer of Jazz Game Night Uh, thanks to Mark Miller Subaru Subaru sponsor of the post game Um, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer Uh, find out more at markmillersubaru.com. On a personal note, I was down at Mark Miller Subaru today. Had a fantastic experience. In fact, I won't even get into it, but they saved me a ton of money. They're great. Couldn't endorse them more. Go get a Mark Miller Subaru. Do it tonight. Well,
1: tomorrow. Monday? Monday. Monday. We'll get into it. Uh, Thank you, Coach. You're the best. You're great to work with Jake. Thank you, and um, have a great day
3: off. 126-110 126-110 to 110 is your final. The Jazz beat the Memphis Grizzlies. Next game will be Cleveland. They'll be here in this building on Monday night. That game will tip off at 7 o'clock. Pre-game begins at 6, and you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.